Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're going to spend another week talking about wisdom, Colin. And uh, on Friday, you said that the wise Christian is a man or woman who depends not on their own opinions, but rather on the wisdom of God. We've been drawing from the verses in Proverbs. And we've seen that if we really desire wisdom, God gives us wisdom. He puts wisdom into our hearts. And then, of course, we can make wise choices, right choices, that is, because sin in Scripture is foolishness. Disobedience to God is foolishness. Going against the will of God is foolishness. So we are to be people that not only have wisdom, but therefore walk in wisdom. And we read in chapter 4 of Proverbs, verse 4, Lay hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Now we saw last week that if we have wisdom in our hearts, then we will store up the commands of God in our hearts because we will want to obey him and please him in the decisions that we make. So then verse 5 says, Get wisdom, get understanding, that is not natural understanding, but understanding spiritually of God's will and purpose. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Here we have this personification of wisdom as um, a, a feminine, some, some, someone we are to love. <laughs> Something um, really precious. Yes, absolutely. Love her and she will watch over you. And we saw last week that God, when he personifies himself as wisdom, says that he will protect us, he will shield us, as well as guiding us. Then verse 7 says this, Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it cost all you have, get understanding, get that spiritual wisdom. Esteem her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will be a garland of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor. You see, the promises that go with this wisdom are just so extraordinary and so wonderful. But we need to just take notice of this phrase, wisdom is supreme. That means that to God it is supremely important that we have this wisdom operating in our hearts and therefore in our lives. Because then we will live in the fear of God, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and we will therefore do his will. We will love, bless, encourage, give, serve. We will make the right choices because of the wisdom that we have. It's very proactive language, isn't it? Lay hold and get, do not forsake. That's right. And you see, we said that God. We saw that the Scripture says God will put that wisdom in our hearts when we cry out for it, when we earnestly long for that wisdom. 
It's not just a sort of casual, oh, Lord, give me your wisdom. You know, I need your wisdom. There has to be that urgency, that longing, that desire. I really want your wisdom in my life, God. I really want to walk in wisdom. I really want to know the fear of the Lord in my life. I really want to please you and obey you and fulfill your plan and purpose for my life. It has to be a heart longing. Uh, so then the scripture continues in verse 10. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. That's the third or fourth time we've come across that promise that living in wisdom prolongs your life. Then I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. So this is God speaking now. I guide you in the way of wisdom. And, of course, wisdom is... Uh, an aspect of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. L listen to what Isaiah says, uh, speaking prophetically about the Messiah, about Jesus Christ. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Uh, he won't trust in his own understanding even. You see, he'll have the wisdom of God because the prophecy goes on to say, he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth, and so on. Now, you see, because... It is the Spirit of Christ who lives in us if we have received the Holy Spirit. Then that Holy Spirit wants to guide us into wisdom and understanding, and he wants us to delight in the fear of the Lord. He wants to reproduce in us the same life that was in Christ Jesus. So I will guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked, because that's foolishness. Do not walk in the way of evil men. That's foolishness. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. That is the way of wisdom. For they, the foolish, cannot sleep till they do evil. They are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Now, by contrast, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brightner, brighter till the full light of day. Now, I love this verse. Because, you know, there are times when all of us go through periods of, of darkness, uh, even spiritual darkness. There is what the mystics called the, the, the dark night of the, the soul. Um, there are times when we, we have to learn to trust the Lord, although there are no sort of feelings of the Lord's presence, no sense of, of um, the fact that he is with us and is working in us and through us. 
God, I believe, allows us to go through times like this to really learn how to trust him, even when there are no feelings, even when all the circumstances seem to be against us. Just trust him, trust him, trust him. And I've known periods like that. And, you know, sometimes I've had to get up on the platform and lead large meetings and seen lots of people saved, filled with the Spirit, healed. And I'm having to work through a time like that. But you see, I'm trusting in the Lord when I'm on the platform, trusting in the Lord when I'm ministering to others. So even though I may be going through one of those difficult, trying, testing times, because the testing of our faith proves it's genuine, the Scripture says, yet still the Lord comes good if you trust him. So it is a question of trusting the Lord with all our hearts and not leaning on our own understanding. But you see, even, even when you're in that dark period, if you hold on to the wisdom of God and therefore keep walking in ways that are right, he will break through that darkness. First as the first glimmer of dawn but then it will become like the rising of the sun to its sort of noonday intensity and, and brightness and light and heat. So, you know, it's always persevering through those times of darkness till we get that first glimmer of, of, of light. And it is in those times that we have to learn to, to do what Jesus said, to hold fast to the word of God with an honest and good heart. Um, we, we have to learn to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and not lean on our own understanding. We, it's in times like that when you really learn to trust in the Holy Spirit, to trust in the wisdom of God to, to take you through. And it really does em, em, emphasize the fact that... Uh, the life of faith has got nothing to do with feelings. That um, you can be completely devoid of feelings, of the love of God or of the presence of God. And yet when you make the right choices with wisdom, uh, then you activate your faith and God carries you through. It's interesting hearing you talk like that, Colin. We don't often talk about suffering being a positive thing, but you're suggesting actually that it is. Oh, well, well, wait a minute. It depends what you mean by suffering. Uh, I'm talking about going through a time of testing spiritually. Um, God can turn any situation and use it for good, but we've got to avoid the theology where God wants us to be sick in order to teach us lessons. That is totally unacceptable from a scriptural point of view. But hard totally time, unacceptable. Hard times? Going through times of affliction, God can use. He will use a time of sickness because often in times of extremity, people will seek God like they never sought him before. So they have breakthroughs with God. God is able to do various things in their lives that he didn't do at other times. But it isn't that God wanted us to be sick. I, I, I put it like this. There is nothing that God teaches us in sickness that he would not much rather teach us in health. It's just that when we are up against it, whether it's sickness or some other kind of extremity, when we're right up against it, then we seek God with all our hearts. But I'll show you tomorrow why it is not God's purpose for us to be sick. And when we are sick, it's his purpose to heal. Because the next verses that we're going to look at 
in in the book of Proverbs is, I believe, one of the most precious passages of Scripture in the whole of the Old Testament. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 